Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy for Life podcast, where we will be discussing maintainable, sustainable, conscious living. I'm your host, Sarah Grace, and thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Healthy for Life. Today, I want to discuss endocrine disruption. And I have talked about this some on social media, but it's obviously hard to really cover the depths of it and really explain and get into it. But I feel like this is such a fitting topic uh, for my um, podcast because it is something that we are bombarded by on a daily basis and something that does really affect our health and also something that we really need to be mindful of how we can avoid it, how we can um, sort of remedy it and what we can do with that conscious living lifestyle in order to avoid um, causing endocrine disruption. So first I want to get into what is endo- well what is the endocrine system and let's talk about that um, briefly because it is a major system that is very in-depth and um, so complex. But um, basically what it is is it's a chemical messenger system and it's comprised of hormones that are being released by internal glands. And those, those hormones that are being released by these glands are basically communicating with certain organs and telling them how to carry out functions in the body. So this is a very intricate pathway, so to speak. And we know how delicate hormones can be and how delicate this whole balance in our body can be. And so obviously if one little thing gets thrown off, it can throw off that whole delicate balance in the body. So um, the major glands of the endocrine system are the thyroid and the adrenal glands. And these are things that we talk about constantly. Oh, I don't, you know, I went and had blood work done and my thyroid doesn't look that good. Or um, my adrenal glands, glands are fatigued. And these are these are glands that we're all pretty familiar with and we talk about often. Also involved in the endocrine system are the reproductive organs and the pancreas. And often we don't really think of the pancreas, but it is involved in hormone production and even digestion. So all of these glands and these these organs carry out very, very important processes um, to our health. And so basically the endocrine system regulates metabolism, sexual development, tissue function, reproduction and fertility, mood and sleep. Those are some of the areas that it is involved in regulating. So, you know, uh, having trouble losing weight. Metabolism is, is a big part of that. Sexual development, this could even be, um, you know, related to stunted growth and that sort of thing. Um, tissue function, reproduction and fertility, struggling to get pregnant, a lot of miscarriages, things like that. General mood, a trouble sleeping. So, These are all things that are very common for most of us, especially your average American deals with these things on a daily basis. And oftentimes 
We are used to dealing with them and we're used to talking to people dealing with them. So we kind of blow them off as like, oh, this, that's just because I'm stressed or I'm busy or, you know, it's just a part of life, a responsibility. But we don't ever really stop and think of, okay, what could be causing these things and what can I do to change them? What is going on in my body that is throwing off this fine, delicate balance? And there really is a reason for everything going on in your body. It's not a coincidence. And so it's, that's why it's so important to be mindful of your health, to be conscious and to to, to find a practitioner that can help you question, okay, what is causing this problem? You know, I'm finding myself constantly exhausted, dealing with anxiety, having trouble focusing. Well, that doesn't mean that necessarily that, oh, you know, you just need to get more sleep at night or maybe stop overbooking, scheduling yourself. While that may be something that you need to address, there could be deeper problems going on chemically inside of your body. Or, you know, we have been trying to get pregnant now for, you know, a year or two, and I've had multiple miscarriages and, you know, I can't figure out why. So I'm going to go on fertility drugs. You know, a lot of my friends are struggling with this same problem. It's just what's happening. It's probably because, you know, I drink too much coffee or I'm working out really hard or I'm stressed. No, there's usually a deeper reason in the body chemically for everything that we're experiencing. So it's important to look at the body as a whole and to understand what could be causing some of these problems that have become all too common for us. So what affects the endocrine system? So some of the things that I just mentioned could be stress, food, and chemicals. And the one we are going to focus on today are chemicals. And that is chemicals in our environment from, um, from hard, you know, hardcore chemicals in pesticides, in um, cleaning products, to the chemicals that are hiding in the very products that you put on your body. Stress obviously plays a huge role in endocrine disruption because it, you know, can affect your adrenal glands and, and your thyroid, all of those things. Reducing stress is always important. I'm not discrediting that. And number one to, to chemicals is food. And in my, some of my other podcasts, we discuss food and the importance of nutrition and clean eating. But today the focus is going to be on chemicals in our environment. So, uh, what are endocrine disruptors? Well, we have environmental chemicals, like I just talked about, that interfere with the body's natural chemical processes. And these uh, could be, you know, absorbed through the skin, nasal tissue, and in diet. And so <clears throat> those are ways that you can get chemicals into the body. And the skin is your largest organ in the body. It takes 26 seconds when something has been put on your skin to absorb and enter the bloodstream. 
So oftentimes we think, oh, well, you know, it's just on my hand or it's just on my arm. It's not a big deal, but your skin is an organ and it is absorbing everything that it comes in contact with as well as nasal tissue. We don't often think about nasal tissue. So you walk into a home that is, uh, has a Glade plug-in or is burning, you know, candles and you're breathing that in, or you walk into a bathroom that's just been cleaned with hardcore chemicals. You are breathing that in, you are absorbing that into your nasal tissue and that enters into your body, into the tissues of your body, your bloodstream. So, we often don't think of chemicals being absorbed into our body unless we're actually putting them in, in our mouths, but they have other ways of getting in there. So being mindful of that is so important. And many of these chemicals, what they do is they mimic natural occurring hormones, especially in the body. And so basically they bind to different receptor sites and they block the body's ability to, um, for, for the body's natural hormones to get onto those receptor sites and do what they're supposed to do. So these, what they call sometimes like estrogen mimicking hormones, that's often endocrine disruptors. So things that enter the body chemicals, they sometimes mimic the body's natural hormones or natural, um, enzymes and, and things in the body. And they bind to those receptor sites and block them from being able to accept the body's natural, uh, hormones or different enzymes and, and carry out the body's natural processes. So that's how it can become very damaging. Obviously, if something is blocking the body's natural ability, but it's not carrying out the functions of the body, then there's going to be an issue because things aren't getting done and uh, the body is not able to carry out its chemical processes. And that's where that balance gets thrown off and we start to see health issues. And many of these uh, endocrine disruptors, they mimic estrogens, you know, your female hormones and androgens, male hormones and thyroid hormones. And so that's why we see such a huge prevalence in, you know, Hashimoto's or different thyroid conditions, low thyroid function. And oftentimes, you know, where doctors are recommending medication to people to try to help with their thyroid function or giving them synthetic hormones to make up for this loss of hormone production or hormones doing their jobs. When actually in reality, we need to look at what is blocking the body's natural ability for these hormones to function properly. And sometimes it's just as simple as addressing what am I eating or what am I putting on my body and in my environment? Because what I'm doing environmentally is blocking my body's natural ability. So instead of slapping you with a prescription and, you know, putting in something synthetic into your body to kind of make up for this loss, let's fix the root cause. And, you know, there may be people who have such severe 
problems that a medication is required, but it doesn't mean that once you're on that medication that you can't, you know, work your way off of it and you can't address the root cause and get to the the reason for this problem and then wean yourself off of this medication. So if you're somebody that's listening and you're currently on a medication for one of these type of, um, you know, issues that I'm talking about, it's not an end all be all for you. It doesn't mean that you still can't address the problem and get off of the medication. So basically endocrine disruptors are environmental chemicals that interfere with the body's natural chemical processes. Um, Common things people experience due to endocrine disruption are early puberty in children, infertility, thyroid conditions, cancer. Cancer is a big one. It is an environmentally caused disease. Less than 5% of cancers are genetic. So it is so much to do with what we are exposed to on a daily basis. Another one that can be caused by endocrine disruption is depression, anxiety, endometriosis. This is very common. Severe PMS, adrenal fatigue, acne and skin changes. These are all things that could be going on in your body due to endocrine disruption. The most common chemicals that cause endocrine disruption are pharmaceutical drugs, plasticizers, okay, like BPA, bisphenol A, phthalates, and fragrance. Soy and soy lecithin can also be an endocrine disruptor because it can mimic hormones in the body and it can affect the thyroid. And DDT and pesticides. Now, pharmaceutical drugs, it's crazy, right? Because oftentimes you're put on a drug to actually take care of the problem that you're experiencing, but in in return, it causes that problem. And that's sometimes where dependency on drugs come in or trouble getting off of them or, uh, you know, that particular prescription causing another problem. So that's why it's so important to avoid pharmaceuticals and not over, you know, get over prescribed or if you're on them, doing your best to try to get off them by figuring out what is the root cause of what you're dealing with. And then plasticizers, you know, it is really hard in today's day and age to avoid plastics and BPA, bisphenol A, it's like it's in everything from, of course, plastic water bottles to plastic wrap to plastic containers to plastic bags, to storage containers, to, um, you know, even clothing and things that you put your food on and, and that you just come in contact with on a daily basis. But if you look and you do the research, there are plenty of companies out there that are making products that do not contain these chemicals. And even from plastic wrap to plastic baggies, you can now find them that are BPA-free, PVC-free, that's another one. Even with plastic wrap, you can find these products free of all of those things. So, you know, 
plastic water bottles, like get rid of the plastic water bottles, the plastic bags that they use at the grocery store. You don't, you can do paper, you can bring your own bags. Those things, those are horrible for the environment. And they find these plastic bags all over the world, even in remote parts of the company because of, of the country, because they don't break down. And so avoiding those, those things, avoiding plastics would definitely help our environment as well as our health. Um, phthalates are found a lot in all kinds of cosmetics. You can find them, um, in perfumes, you know, fragrance, um, household cleaning products. But if you look on the labels, they'll often say, that it's free of those different things. And fragrance, I mean, fragrance I've talked about pretty heavily as far as avoiding it because it can, can contain up to 3,000 different carcinogens in it. And they don't have to label what they are because they're protected under trade secret laws. So when you have that home fragrance that's plugged into your wall or that, that candle that you're burning that is so strong, like from Nest or any of those beautiful companies that you find at Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom and, you know, they smell amazing. You have to think about what it is that you're ingesting, what it is that you're absorbing into your body. And there are plenty of other companies, especially local people that are, are creating beautiful uh, candles that are they're making that don't have these toxic chemicals in them. You just have to ask and you have to, you know, do the research to find them or avoiding that kind of stuff altogether and just going with an essential oil that you're burning in a diffuser in your home. I That's something I do daily because it smells good and it's good for you to ingest it. There are a lot of healing properties, um, disinfecting properties, all kinds of good things there with essential oils. So avoiding fragrance is huge. And DDT and pesticides is a big one. And it's, it's taken me a while to come to this conclusion, but for a long time, I was just like, you know, I'm not spraying my lawn. A guy shows up once a month and he does it. It's not a big deal. Or the landscape people, you know, spray the weeds in the driveway so that they don't come up through the the stones or someone else is doing it. But what about when I walk out the door, my, my kids run out the door barefoot onto the grass. My dog is on the grass. Like all of these things affect our health and we are breathing it in and we are absorbing it through our skin. So finally, I just said, you know what? I'm not going to have him come back anymore. And I need to either find an organic solution, a natural solution for the lawn, or our grass just isn't going to look perfect all the time. And so those are things that you kind of come to as you go when you when you're looking at one aspect of health and one aspect of what's in your products or what's in your food it starts to carry over into other areas as well and you start to question and think okay what else you know how else can i reduce this exposure you know another the, the most common containing um, culprits of these chemicals, like I said, plastic water bottles, aluminum cans. That's another one. You can now find uh, aluminum cans that say BPA free. There's one brand of sparkling water that I really love. I can't even think of it right now, but 
they are alum they come in aluminum cans and they say BPA free. So it's not like I drink it every day or multiple times a day, but there you go. That's a company I want to support. Um, another place that you find these chemicals are organic, non-organic foods, because these foods are being sprayed with these pesticides. And if you think it's not a big deal, we are seeing proof all around us with, for, for instance, this massive Monsanto lawsuit that was settled where, you know, Monsanto had to pay out billions of dollars. And there's these commercials now that if you've been using um, Roundup or any of these weed killing chemicals, that you might qualify to be a part of this class action lawsuit because it causes cancer. We don't really need much more proof than that. So if you think you're not coming in contact with these chemicals, you are. And in fact, you're being bombarded by them. So when you're grocery shopping with these different for fruits and vegetables, you really, really want to be spending that little bit extra money to go with organic because it makes a difference and you're not adding to that constant exposure of these toxins. And number one are your cosmetics. So we often don't stop to take even a thought or a look at what we are putting on our bodies every day. And in fact, multiple times a day from lotion to our skincare regimen, to our makeup, shampoo and conditioner, toothpaste, deodorant, nail polish, a little spray of of perfume, hairspray, dry shampoo. I mean, you name it. The average woman applies 12 to 16 products in a day. Men may be a little bit less, but that can expose you to up to, I think it's I don't know, I hear different things from 164 to 300 chemicals in one day. Whatever it is, it's a lot. (laughs) So multiply that by years of your life and you are constantly bombarding yourself with these heavy chemicals. It's no wonder that cancer is becoming the number one cause of death or that, you know, adrenal fatigue and thyroid conditions and depression and, um, you know, metabolism issues and infertility. These are very, very common problems that we're dealing with. They don't just require getting slapped with a prescription. The answers are right in front of us. What are we doing on a daily basis? You have to start to become mindful and conscious Take responsibility of your health. How can you avoid these chemicals? And it's, it's very simple. And on other podcasts that I'll be doing, I want to talk even more specifically about ingredients and looking for specific ingredients and how to know what to look for and what to avoid. But, you know, there, there are just so many things that you can do just by starting with these few chemicals that I I mentioned by switching from plastic to glass, by looking for, you know, plastic bags that are BPA or PVC free and the same with plastic wrap and don't microwave, especially don't microwave in plastics, avoiding fragrance, um, 
you know, and avoiding pesticides, buying organic foods. These are little steps along the way. And then number one, what are you putting on your skin every day? So you need to start taking a look at your products and, uh, EWG, the environmental working group, but that website, it can be a pretty helpful resource, um, to, to use, to type in the, the brand or the name of your product and they'll rate it from a scale of one to 10 on its toxicity level. So for instance, as most of you guys know, I, uh, uh, work with beauty counter and I represent that company. They're a clean cosmetics brand, chemical free brand out of California. And I work closely with them. I love what they stand for and what they're trying to do. <clears throat> and in fact, they're trying to get laws changed in the U S to make them more strict around what companies are allowed to put in their cosmetics and, hold companies to be transparent and it's really awesome. So most of what I use is beauty counter, but there are still other products that I, I love or that, you know, one company can't really supply you with everything. So I'm all about sharing the love, but, um, I had a foundation that I really liked and it was one from Tarte. And their stuff is like vegan, cruelty-free, some of it uh, paraben-free, and um, some of it is cleaner than others, but nothing to the standard of beauty counter. So I went on EWG, I typed in my foundation that I had really liked for a long time, and it came up as a six, one out of 10, it was a six, which is pretty high. But then when you click on it, it tells you what are the most concerning aspects of this product. And it, it rated the highest possible rating basically for cancer toxicity. And so I was like, well, there goes that, you know, and I threw it out, but, um, so EWG can be a good resource. And a lot of people say to me, well, you know, ignorance is bliss, or I really don't want to know because, I don't want to stop using that product or feel convicted to stop buying those foods. But at some point you have to change your mindset and see, say knowledge is power and knowing is powerful and it, it's a positive thing. It's not a negative thing. Yes, change can be tough and it can suck sometimes when you have to go out of your way to educate yourself, to research, to find new products. But that's why you know, I'm here and other people like myself in this space are trying to make that job easier for you all. But yeah, you have to take back your responsibility and take back control of your health and do the, the legwork to make the positive decisions. Because if you don't, the result is disease, not feeling well, not having energy, a diagnosis. And then sometimes it's too late or the work you have to do is 10 times harder. The money you have to spend is thousands of dollars more. And so you have to live with that preventative mindset and what you do on a daily basis affects your health. And do you want to live a rich quality filled life while you're here? Or do you want to live, you know, sick, tired, um, dealing with, with doctor visit after doctor visit, 
different diagnosis. You know, I personally don't want to deal with that. I don't want to go to the doctor unless it's for an emergency and I'm bleeding and I broken my leg or something like that. So if that's my goal, then I'm going to be very mindful and I'm going to be very proactive while I'm here on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, cosmetics, what are you putting on your skin every day? And, you know, I, I wanted to share with you guys, um, this article, actually, it's really good. And, um, one of our, uh, higher ups in the beauty counter company is Jacqueline Hill. And she's involved in a lot of the work we do, um, regarding our, the studies behind our products and our ingredients and, uh, going to DC and legislating for change in the cosmetics industry. And she, uh, she's just incredible. You can actually go follow her on Instagram. Let me give you her handle. Um, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's beautycounter.hill.nerd. Lindsay Dahl is her name. I may have said her name wrong. Sorry. But, um, she's involved in, um, she's like the leader of our social mission and she's an activist, a writer and a non-toxic living guru. I'd love to have her on my podcast, just putting it out there into the universe and, um, see where that goes. But Anyways, she linked to a website or to an article that's really a good read, very informative, and um, it's on her Instagram under the clean, can any retinol-based skincare product really be considered clean is what her post says, and then she links to the article, and um it's really interesting because they're talking about kind of like the controversy between, um, retin-A and retinol products and how, you know, a dermatologist will tell you, oh, there's no proof that it causes cancer, but they have done studies that have shown that it creates, um, photosensitivity when you are exposed to the sun and can cause tumors of the skin, as well as there are warnings and they'll tell you, you cannot use it when you're pregnant or breastfeeding that it can cause birth defects. So, um, it's crazy to think that sunscreens contain retin-A or retinol, which make you sensitive to the sun, which they tell you not to use when you're pregnant, but you're putting it on your skin almost every day because God forbid you get any kind of sunburn. It's like, you know what? I'll take the risk and get a little too much sun versus, uh, tumors of the skin and, and birth defects, you know, that sort of thing, especially if you're putting it on your children. So it's like, why is there so much confusion and so much back and forth? And I'll tell you why. And this is what they talk about in the article. It's kind of like the topical retinoids that they prescribe it, say the dermatologist, like your Tazerac gels and that sort of thing. Um, they can run anywhere from, where do they say it? $214, like your tretinone, um, those type of products. That's about the average cost. And there was 1,249,141 prescriptions written 
for this product in 2016 at an average cost of $214.66 per product. So that puts roughly $267,316,174 in the pockets of pharmaceutical companies per year just off of one product. And this is like, again, the whole big pharma thing and the FDA, of course, they're not going to come out with any clear evidence or documentation and specifically state this is dangerous because look how much money they're making off of it. And she also brings up the point that, again, let's be reminded that the this is the same division of the FDA that approves new opioid drugs um, and gets 75% of its funding from the opioid industry. So it's completely corrupt. And that's why there are not any legislate, there's no legislature or laws holding these companies accountable and, and saying, you know, no, you're not allowed to put these ingredients in our products and, or they need to be regulated. Whereas in other countries, they are do are regulating them, especially in Europe. You know, Europe is probably one of the more regulated companies when it comes to cosmetics and what they're allowed to put in personal care products. So where does that leave us? That leaves us with the fact that we have to do the research. We have to make informed decisions. We have to decide for ourselves because nobody can do it for you. And unfortunately, your dermatologist and many doctors, they are being told the one-sided truths, the one-sided facts in medical school and after, and they are being bombarded with medical reps coming into their office, telling them great things about these products, saying that they're 100% safe. They're getting that on a daily basis. They're also being given incentives for prescribing and giving out certain products. So at every turn, they're basically being brainwashed. And then you come in and they're going to tell you, oh no, there's, there's nothing to worry about. Oh no, take this, buy it, you know? And so unfortunately you have to do the research for yourself. You have to make the decisions for yourself. And if there are better, safer alternatives to these things out there, why not choose them? What Lindsay Dahl was talking about was, you know, why not choose a better alternative? Like for instance, Beauty Counter came out with their, um, their retinatural complex, which is the bucocyl, or however you say, I always have trouble saying that one ingredient, but we have found a plant-based ingredient that mimics, uh, uh, mimics, uh, retin-A or retinol, but is not the chemical version of it. It is not dangerous. It's a plant-based um, ingredient and it's, they're finding incredible results. And that's what they put in the new counter time regimen, the anti-aging line. So if there are better alternatives and yes, maybe they're not as easy to find, you're not going to find them on the drugstore shelf at CVS or Walgreens or Target or Sephora event. Um, 
If there are better alternatives out there, why not use them? And why not support companies that are using them? Because behind a lot of these companies, especially the ones that aren't mega huge companies, there is a person in charge that cares. There's a person in charge that started this company because of their passion, because of their desire to make change and to, to help the environment to make us all um, more conscious and, and healthier. And those are the companies that we should be supporting. Those are the CEOs that we should be supporting. So if there's better alternatives, why not use them? Why not go for them? And that's kind of, you know, what it's about. That's what I'm super passionate on educating people about is uh, just make more informed, conscious decisions and support companies that are taking our health into consideration instead of just their bottom line, instead of just that money factor. And whenever there's money, there's corruption. And you see that in these stats that I just gave, you know, regarding this one, uh, retinol product. You know, it's, it's crazy how much money the pharmaceutical industry is making off of some of these products, just this one brand. And there's so many different brands out there. And so then you're like, Oh, no wonder why nothing is being done or no clear cut, uh, research is being put out there and warnings, or it's not being taken out of products because there's so much money and corruption behind it. And so that's something we always have to take into consideration, especially when you're looking at where, um, somebody's, um, information is coming from, or that research is coming from, well, who funded it and you know, who, who stands to gain, who's behind it? Because oftentimes a lot of the funding is coming from the very company that it stands to gain by people buying their product. And that in its, in and of itself can be really corrupt. These are, you know, all things to be mindful of when it comes to endocrine disruption, avoiding chemicals and cosmetics. And if you guys really are interested in this topic and you find it helpful and you'd like to get more information on specific ingredients that you can avoid and things that you can look out for, even companies that are doing a good job of putting out cleaner um, products for the home, for the body, you know, cosmetics, home products. Um, please let me know, message me. If you're following me on social media, you can always comment. Um, I'm on Instagram at Sarah G fitness and on Facebook, Sarah Grace fitness. So give me feedback. You know, if this is a topic that you really like, and it's something that you would like more information on, I would be more than happy to continue to share with you. And I probably will regardless of what you guys say, but this is something I'm passionate about. And I definitely believe that, you know, it's very easy to make these changes in our life. And these are things that truly affect our health. So, um, give me your feedback on that. And, and I will definitely be having future episodes where we can be talking more and in depth, but, um, Hopefully that kind of explains in uh, layman's terms, you know, the endocrine system a little bit. You understand the 
the fine balance that it needs and how we are responsible and capable of maintaining or disrupting that balance. And, um, you know, that's something that you guys have learned from today. Make sure you go and subscribe to my podcast, subscribe. Uh, you'll find other episodes too, where I have great guests sharing their stories and, um, stay tuned for more because I'm always looking to have people come on and share their knowledge and information with you all. Anyways, make it a great week. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you all soon.